family team, welcome back to season eight, episode 10 of the Washed Up Podcast. We got a fun episode for you today. A lot of NFL trade deadline shit happened, and we'll get into it a little bit later. We got some tangents and questions to get us started right off the bat. And then we got our friend Eli, friend of the program, talking college hoops, women's college hoops, and we're going to get all into sports this week just to get pumped, pumped up. Coming from the city of Oh, I'm out of breath already. Bad sign. <laughs> Let's get it. You can come get me. I'm in the windy city. So you can come get me. I'm in the windy city. Be kit like a Louisville slugger and I'm pointing in the field because I've been seen this coming around the bend. Get the band. Got a trend next summer on the man. Quit playing, got a plan for my commas, huh? This shit is a breeze. Me and my ego, we think of some thieves. I got tricks up my sleeve. And I'm playing for peace. I don't answer that no one. All right, guys. Okay, so here, here's what's going on in, in my head right now is, um, as you could tell, I was a little winded from just doing the intro. Because one, I don't like doing like the breath into the mic. Like that. Um, but one of the things that's been going on is like with my finger, I've just not been able to like pick up weights and it's halted all of my like working out ability. And it's like, it's just the tip of one finger. Like you can still run, like you can do things. Power walk. Right. Yeah. I can do stuff to stay in shape. And like, we have a softball championship game tonight and I just have like no drive interest dude in it well going well. through the exact same thing but opposite so i fucked up my hamstring three weeks ago yeah. and i could easily go to the gym and pick up weights yeah but i'm not gonna do that and no. i haven't done that so then everything got a little bit better this tuesday i went for a run no mm-hmm. i went like to walk on the elliptical to see if i was okay um and then Wednesday, I actually ran on the treadmill. And then Thursday, I ran outside a little bit. <clears throat> and then Thursday night, I had two games. My back, my hamstring, and everything feels like I've played 15 <laughs> football games. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Wait, what is that? The buzzing? That's yeah. what I'm trying to figure All out. Right, do you want to? Yeah, we can, we can do that. We can just... Because <laughs> it just... <laughs> Make up for it. Yeah, we already did. We already made up for it. Okay, so um, my body's breaking down. Brady's is breaking down. My knee has constant pain. That's Which not one? fun. Like, my left one, usually when I, like, squat down and, like, try and get back up. Like, I'm trying to strengthen the stuff around my knee. Like, I've had bad knees for a while. But the main thing is I just, like, don't want to work on it. Do you stretch? Try to, but I'm so inflexible that it's like there's this isn't doing much. Do you does your leg shake when you stretch? Yeah. Mine does too. All right, cool. Yeah. It's, it's not like from being not flexible, it's just kind of being like really athletic. Does yes. that mean we're getting old too? No. Shut up, James. <laughs> yeah, what, what the hell? What man? a dumb question. Hey, I got gray hairs and I'm gonna be twenty six soon. So yeah, I'm getting old. Yeah, okay. I was I'm almost right. on my deathbed turning twenty eight, so relax. <laughs> Um, it does make good. me feel better. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> uh, anything I can do for you, you let me know, and I will we'll do it to a T. <laughs> so another thing is I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this, but I'm going to take a break in November. Till Black Wednesday, I will no longer be 
binging. I'm not going to say that it's no drink November because I don't want to put that on me, but I'm going to try not to. Yeah, dude, it's feels phenomenal. You're going to feel great this weekend. You're going to feel great next weekend. I did it from like September and October, just like going out for like my aunt's birthday, a wedding, and then Halloween were the three times I've went out in the past two months. Yeah. And it's, you feel great and then you get back to it and you're right back to square one, but not mentally. Like Sunday, <laughs> dude, Sunday, I didn't have the scariest whatsoever. Was I hurting because I had 47 beers? Honestly, did have 47 beers? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I shoved Taco Bell down my throat and like I haven't been eating healthy. So my odds does through the roof. Yes. Yeah. But the not having Sunday scariest doesn't make it that bad. Uh, <laughs> wow. I have never heard the term Ajda. Uh, yes, you from, have. It's here. It's literally <laughs> what you say when you like, Ajda, I have heartburn. <laughs> you and the Carosa family are the only time I've ever heard that. I think Dylan learned it from Italians as well. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, do you have some Ajda? And I was like, do I have what now? <laughs> Dude, I want to literally bathe in Tums at all times. Yeah, I know, dude. But those are chili like, and Tums. When you do... Everybody's like, you know, if you have enough of those, you'll give yourself a stomach ulcer. I know. Shut up, I dude. I just found that out last <laughs> yeah. year. He just stared at the, can, read the room. I yeah. can mentally make myself be sick. Yeah. And so like, I'll eat, I won't eat Tums when I need them now. And yeah. Dodge is just fucking ridiculous. Even though I was just chugging them down, I'd feel better. Yeah. Now, no. Now I'm scared. It's actually better to slug the Tums than like consistent heartburn can fuck you up way worse. Yeah. No, I, but it's I get fault. that stuff. I just have acid reflux out the arse. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> same thing. All yeah. of us. Oh, this is like a little commercial for a drug that my dad used to promote. <laughs> Are we going to be from a medical podcast? No, but like seriously, that. Nexium. like you wake up in the morning, you take it for two weeks. You will be set for like six months. Does he still get promos like two weeks free? No, this was like Fuck. when we were kids. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's over the counter now, but seriously- like it is worth it, especially if you get constant acid reflux. Yeah, I mean, but it, it's just because I drank since October 20th <laughs> till yesterday. Yeah, that'll happen. That pretty much you yes, know, sums so it up. Like that and then like Jardinier and hot sauce and every other meal, like that's definitely not helping out as well. What am I supposed to do about that? Because it's significantly not as good. Like- yeah. Objectively. 100%. Me and Stephanie were grabbing food yesterday and I saw a pizza. It was fucking sausage, jardinier, and like a really good cheese. And I was like, that, I'm not drinking today, but that would also ruin my throat. I also <laughs> had two breakfast wraps from Dorton's this morning. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, you were feeling it today. Gross, huh? dude. So, oh, yes. The sausage, egg, and cheese one it was solid. The bacon, egg, and cheese one uh, was the worst thing I've ever eaten. Oh, that's like making dude. my stomach hurt thinking of that. Yeah, well, you didn't eat it, so. <laughs> and I don't think I ever will, so thank you. You're welcome. We've already talked about it. Brady has an iron stomach. We're fine. I do. I just don't have an iron chest, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> one day you will. From stomach, here up, from here up, it's, stomach, it's all good. like rarely hurts. It's just I have really bad ajda. I don't feel it in my stomach whatsoever. Yeah. I don't like really shit 
after Taco Bell or hot stuff. It just hurts in my chest. And I think it just sits up there. Hot stuff. <laughs> Brady, the amount of times you came up to me on Saturday night, just said, want to play a game. I'm like, oh yeah. yeah Dude, I was feeling myself. I love it. I, I don't know what happened that I didn't get scaries, but I didn't. And it was awesome. That game is also the funnest game. It is the only game that you should play. It's yeah. a great conversation starter with chicks too. Hey, you want to play a game? Yep. Yep. Nope. You know what else is a really good conversation to start with chicks? Just literally avoid them at all costs. <laughs> Dude, so, I'm telling you, every single time, Hannah will not get mad at me for talking about this because I've talked to her about it. Every time I go out and I have a significant other at the time, you are just public enemy number one. Like, <laughs> opposite of public enemy number one. Like, girls can like smell it on you that you have a girlfriend. I don't even have to tell them that I have a girlfriend. They'll come up to me, oh, hi, it's so nice to see you after so long. Yeah, how about when in high school, when I asked you to prom and you said no in front of everybody. <laughs> Ouch. That never happened. Ouch, kabibbles. But for the story. Yeah. Never let. What the is? reason that is, I think it's just because you're only concerned with having a good time. Yeah. And like your, your guard is down. Like you don't care about them being there or not. And they're like, he doesn't care that we're here or not. He's just here to have a good time. Let's go. Let's go it. have a good time. <laughs> Let's go ruin his night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we got to figure out how to get rid of Ajda and knee pain in the next week and a half. So Ooh. we'll figure it out. Knee pain. I don't got pills for. <laughs> I do. You don't have pills for the Ajda either. I needed a fucking two week free trial. Test it out. And well, yeah, I, I could get go. them. You could also get them at Walmart for like yeah. five bucks. I want them straight from the source. I think mushrooms would help a lot, too. Yeah, because um, the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> um, chocolate. But let's, before we call Eli, let's get to a couple things about Chicago in general. Um, the Blackhawks are so funny to me. Um, as somebody who is a mediocre hockey fan. What is this frisk? Yeah. They've, they've beaten two good teams. Well, they lost be- in a shootout. But, like, even I know nothing about hockey, and I'm like, they're hanging. Yeah. It's they're like it's just like they were supposed to not have a win by now, but like they I don't think they've lost by more than one point in and all their losses, I think. And that's how it should be. Like, like they should just lose by one every day. Like, feisty. Like Dash from The Incredibles when he races the kids in his school. Come in second, but make it close. I'll slow down a tiny bit. So, like, here's another thing about hockey, which is crazy. The best team at the end of the year will probably win. But you're also skating on millimeter blades. Um, (laughs) This again. You can run into (laughs) a bewilderment. And you have a stick. You could run into them as fast as you can. Eventually, a bad team's going to score because of those circumstances. (laughs) Brady, (laughs) I forget what episode it was, but Brady just goes, I don't get it. They're playing with weapons on their feet. I still don't get it. What's the happy <laughs> Gilmore not goes, wrong. I, I took my skate off and tried to stab someone. Like, I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often in the NHL. Yeah. All of you, we're going to go in a circle and we're going to try and name like the top five best players in hockey right now. Skip. Uh, right. I, Wayne I, I Gretzky. Got it. I can do it. At, like, of all time or in hockey? No, in, in hockey right now, I'm trying to talk about like the disparity in talent too. Like talent doesn't win you hockey games. It gets you goals, but like it doesn't McDavid win. Connor yeah. McDavid hasn't been close to the cup. And he's Connor McDavid, player. Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid. Right. And he's the best Sydney Crosby. I've ever seen play. And Patrick Kane. But, think but doesn't Connor McDavid have another guy with like mad dangles on his team? Yeah, yeah. Dry Sidle. He's really Dry Sidle, yeah. Wasn't he a former Blackhawk? 
I think they drafted him. You give honest. me you give me five tries of you saying that name and I try to say it right back to you. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I know is because my my player on uh, NHL 2K19 was on the Oilers. <laughs> <laughs> you moron. He scored a lot of goals off my assists. Um, that was hockey. Um <laughs> Because I, I honestly didn't know where to go. I do want to get into hockey because it was super fun when the Hawks were good. And it's just fun to watch because there's no commercials. Um, Low-scoring sports playoffs are the best, too. Hmm? Low-scoring sports playoffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Except the World Cup. Right. Baseball. Yeah. Where it has to end outside of a tie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Good call. Thank you. It's a really good point. <laughs> Speaking of... World Cup starts in two weeks. Yeah, we just talked about hockey. Let's not try and talk. About <laughs> um, so we will talk Bulls a little later on. Let's do World Series real quick. Um, the weather just doesn't want it to happen, and I'm real upset about it. That was like, I was so excited last night. I got home, like, oh, we got a little Monday Night Football World Series, then just opened my phone. It's been postponed. I was just like, God damn it. Yeah. You know what's happening? God is screaming at Rob Manfraud to investigate the cheating Astros again. Yeah, I love her. You know, Romber Valdez changes his glove and cleats two times in the same fucking game. Yeah. And Martin Maldonado gets caught with a fucking illegal bat. Come on. And that video circulating of someone obviously having sticky on his hand. That's Fromber. Yeah. And uh, Verlander flipping off the Philly fans. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about that? If that was fucking Tim Anderson, see you next year. Not yeah. in the World Series. Maybe not playing. 100%. Like, Verlander should be suspended. If you want to do that for Tim Anderson, get the best pitcher in the league right now of the World Series right now. Out. You can't flip off fans without no repercussions. Yeah. Unless, apparently, you're a black guy in... Chicago. Right. Or Bullshit double standard. Get Verlander's old, cranky, white ass out of the World Series. Sorry, that was my piece. Thank Agreed. you for bringing it up, James. No uh, problem. Here's here, here's a couple things. <laughs> Number one, I don't understand why you guys are so mad about the cheating allegations. I broke this news to you last week. That, <laughs> that they're obviously <laughs> still cheating. And But the number one public enemy is not Mr. Manfraud. He is sitting, um, what, a hun, uh, about 100 degrees from me right now. And his name is James Colonine. And oh, yeah. I was going to drop it, but we can't drop it. We're, the, we're hot takes earthquakes. Here. You can't. He mushed me as hard as you possibly can. <laughs> Classic James. Ever. It was and bad. This might have been worse than the one last year or two years ago now, pretty much. I don't think it's happened, and it definitely hasn't happened in the last at least 25 years where a team was up five in the World Series and lost. So... When he initially sent the text of Brady was right in the third inning, I was like, you know what? Yeah, whatever. Thank you, James. Long game. Just being polite. The next two innings happen. And I'm like, Damn, <laughs> this is this is kind of fucking crazy what's going on in this game. I'm like, wait, didn't James already text me that I was right? Yeah. And then I got furious. <laughs> I, I was yes. I was blackout drunk and my phone was dead. And so I'm like sitting there I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go charge my phone. And then like I look and it's just like I felt like I was getting called to the principal's <laughs> office when I had time. And I was like, like I was so drunk I almost forgot that I sent that and I was like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> I want it spilled be, over into Saturday. I want to yeah. be right more than I want the bet to win, but 
you would like those two things to go together. Mm-hmm. So then I'm also realizing that he texted me and mushed me. And then I realized that I have a $10 bet on Kyle Tucker, RBI, Aaron Nola under and strikeouts and the Astros minus one and a half to win $180. <laughs> Yikes. And that was that was in by the time he texted me. Oh, God. Could you have cashed out? No, you can't cash out parlays on that. Like, same game. Parlay. And then yeah. let's go into Saturday. So, Brady, Mar, and I always text each other during Ohio State games. And then Brady, like, doesn't say anything. It's just Mar and I texting this thread. Brady goes, surprised you don't want Penn State to win because you love Pennsylvania. <laughs> I was, I, and I know how much James loves Ohio State. So oh, that was. I was like, I'm crossing the fucking line this morning. <laughs> no, and then Mara chirped in to say go Phillies. You're like, yeah. you're both grounded. Yeah. <laughs> but um, moral of the story, James has two strikes and one more and he's out. So. <laughs> James has so many more in my book. Yeah. But luckily you can't strike out in my book. Um, Unlimited walks. Based yeah. on the games, I wasn't able to watch the uh, second game. How did, what did the Astros just? Kind of boring. Yeah. 5-3. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's absurd, but I wasn't really kidding last week that they're obviously still cheating. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think you kind of said, you know why they still win? We're like, why? You're like, they're still cheating. Yeah. yeah. Every time something needed to happen, Jordan Alvarez having to hit home run. We're yeah, not we get can't discredit those major balls. <laughs> Dude, have you been working on that blog yet? Because the, the, if you thing? actually like articulatively made an argument that Jordan Alvarez's testicles make him swing faster and harder. I think that might be the funniest thing to ever be written. Manfred okay. might be interested at that point. <laughs> looking into yeah. what's going on. Next thing you know, Jordan Alvarez's pants are pulled down <laughs> mid game and like people are weighing the actual weight of his right it's, and left ball. They're two and a half. Too big. <laughs> instead, of checking, the Phillies. Yeah. instead of checking for spider tech, they're just going to check his balls. Yeah, they're just grabbing. Can you cough, please? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. No, he's clenching that booty hole just so all the blood goes up and the balls go up. So he's taking the nuts off the scale. That actually reminds me of my favorite part of going to the grocery store as a kid was weighing all the vegetables. That was the only cool part about it. His would break it. (laughs) Yeah. He puts his left nut on there and it's like, that's a hundred pounds. That's a big man. Oh God. Literally and figuratively. Um, One thing before we uh, open up the Zoom for Eli is... um, during my bender, I just want to tell you guys a really good um, quote I had. Um, one one of the guys I work with ended up showing up at like six and uh, I he walks in and he meets all the other guys and uh, I'm like, what do you want to take a shot? You're playing catch up and I'm trying to sprint away. <laughs> That's a good one. That's so nicely like letting him know he fucked up. (laughs) Like I'm mad at you, but I'm not mad at you. Let's take a shot before I take your head off. Yeah, right. I'm super happy for you that you remembered that. Did you write it down? No, it's just been in there. Where you're just like this? Noted. Yeah, noted. That's actually so impressive. I'm going to keep that one on there. Because I try and do that all the time. (laughs) And I can't remember. All right, let's get to it. All right, ladies, gentlemen, friends, family, the man, the myth, the legend, raised in Indy, CYO Rec League basketball champion, captain of his fraternity intramural basketball team, and coached and refed in the YMCA Basketball League. Welcome on, Eli. What a resume. 
I also forgot to throw one in there too because I forgot about it. But I used to go to uh, Gary Harris's mom's basketball camp growing up. She used to do a thing at our church, and he was raised in Fishers as well as I was. So that was also one that I forgot to add in as well. So his mom had a basketball league for you? Like a little campus you do like once a week during the summer that he would, when he was like getting raised up and my sister used to go to work on him all the time when he was just a little boy. So <laughs> that was always funny that I could just be like, oh yeah, my sister used to go to school uh, Gary, back in the day. Hilarious. All Gary right. Harris so won me a lot of money on first baskets. Love that. Um, so your resume already kind of speaks towards it, but, um, how tall are you? I'm about like six, three, six, four. I started, I was always a younger or a smaller kid back in the day. Like I would always want to play, like I always ended up playing point guard and just shoot and play defense. I was always around like five, five, six to five, eight until about like junior, senior year of high school. I just started hitting growth spurt after growth spurt. And then finally just stopped at like six, three, six, four. And so now every time I go play somewhere, they want me to play like a center or something. But I'm just like, I'm a, I'm a guard. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to bring the ball up. I, I play a bit like Simmons. I don't shoot as bad, but I still am a bad shooter just because I got bigger. Um, but I have a mix of like a Ben Simmons, Jokic type game. I like to think. Respectful. I like that, but the the Brady's bump up is usually about two inches, but since you're already 6'4 and hit your growth spurt when I never did, I'm only giving you one inch, so we're going to make you 6'5". That's the sweet spot, though. Okay. <laughs> All right, fine. You I'll can take be six, it. And six, it's six, like Michael the Jordan. worst part is too. Everyone always wants to ask me if I can dunk. I can't. Oh, like I'm just like right there, and it's always like <laughs> the hardest disappointment. Like when I go like coach little kids or I do all different games, they're like, "Oh, can you dunk? Can you dunk?" I'm just like, "Sorry, no." Like I can show you, and then you're just gonna get disappointed. Like it's not even gonna be worth it. <laughs> well, that's perfect because the next question was, "Have you ever dunked?" <laughs> I have dunked back when I was Perfect. a little bit slimmer and peak athleticism. I got like, I don't even think anywhere in games, but it'd be like little scrimmages. I was able to get like a couple of backs or something like that. So I'd at least got like one or two that I'm proud of. But other than that, like I'm still working to get back to that. So you're not throwing down Levine-esque dunks? Hey. I f- mean, I'm maybe on my little like mini hoop that I got in my room. That but counts. I mean, That's not, good. Nothing <laughs> on over nine feet. Sorry. The fact that you had putbacks is like you might as well have gone like a between the legs windmill. Yeah, I'm a little upset how nonchalantly you said a couple putbacks. putbacks. <laughs> Are you serious, dog? That's a couple is just like one or two. Yeah, I was just like playing against like old dudes. I just ran around and just jumped up. And that was always been my thing is just being able to jump rather but than it, trying to take off. But it happened. <laughs> All right, yeah. so the the answer is to this next question, are you washed up? The answer is obviously yes. So when did it happen? Um, Probably, I mean, I've been washed up for years because I never was able to play for, like, my school or anything. Um, but, yeah, probably definitely, uh, man, probably just a couple of years ago, just when, you know, I hadn't played in about a year. Probably, like, yeah, right after, like, COVID because then I hadn't gone done any, like, runs or anything, and then I go – to like my first couple of runs and I'm just sitting there gassed within the first like 30 seconds. Cause I can't play my normal style or I just want to run and just like try to play hard on defense. You know, that typical white boy, just fundamental. <laughs> yep. I do know defensive that guy. I just wanted to be like that. And I just could barely keep up the first like 30 seconds to minute for my first couple of runs. 
Hey, 30 seconds to a minute is a long, long time. <laughs> Definitely is, my brother. <laughs> Wait, so the end of COVID, that's like a year ago. So? Yeah. I've been washed up since I was 12. <laughs> I was going to say, for a long, it's been a long time for me. That's impressive. I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Eli, let's get into the nitty gritty. Um, so when I was texting you, you wanted to promote a little bit about women's hoops. So do you think ever again or near future we get a Yukon Yukon kind of scenario ever again? Um. I mean, I mean, the men would have to do something. I mean, the women are always going to be there because they still got Gino. Sadly, this year, they don't have Cage for the season, who is going to be probably a top five player, could be a top three pick in the draft whenever she goes eligible. But it's really going to come down to if the guys can pull it together. And, I mean, ever since, like, Shabazz and Kemba, they haven't really been able to do anything. Yeah, then let me rephrase. Could any school do it outside of... UConn, since they kind of have a monopoly in women's sports or women hoop. Um, kind of just like going through some of the notes I had. I mean, Baylor could have a chance just to, oh, shit. depending on how well the women are. I mean, the women right now, like South Carolina is a powerhouse, Stanford, even like Texas, um, and Tennessee are up there. And even like UConn's going to be scrappy as well. And just, Baylor, they got a bunch of transfer this, transfers this year, but also lost a bunch of people into the draft. Um, even with like the fever, Baylor lost two of their stars, Melissa Smith and Queen Egbo, who are now playing on the Indiana fever. Um, but so they lost a couple of big players there, but it got some transfers. So I think if anything, maybe Baylor, unless like somehow like Texas really pulls together a team. I don't know if Iowa men's will ever get back to being good. Um even like Louisville, but it's definitely going to be, yeah, I don't know really other than maybe like Baylor, even like UNC could have a pretty girls, a pretty good girls team. This yeah, they <laughs> can have some pretty girls. Yeah, they can. I mean that too. Um, maybe even Kentucky. I mean, I know they lost no. Ryan Howard to the draft <laughs> as well, but um, it could just be, yeah, it could just be a pretty toss, pretty big toss up. I'm definitely interested, like you're saying too. Whenever we can get like a same school being great at the same time, it does put it into perspective how insane UConn UConn was at that time. Oh yeah, was dude. Was that, that uh, Okafor was like their best player on the men's team? Yeah, yeah, around okay. that time, yeah. And then Deanna Tarasi was on you, yeah, the women's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Subaru Tarasi. Oh Jesus, yeah, Subaru <laughs> and Tarasi were on the same college team. I'm pretty sure because I think Tarasi, when like I've been playing a lot of like 2K and playing with the WNBA because you know it's always just fun giving them some glory. I keep seeing the stats where I think like Sue Bird was like 2002 number one pick, and then Tarasi was the next year. I remember that. It's pretty sure they played together. Yeah, I think Rebecca Lobo was right there as well. I think so. Yeah. So I don't even know who Rebecca Lobo is. I'm an idiot. <laughs> She's uh, yeah. You got to get it together, brother. I, I believe she does. A she lot might of be. Stuff. I think she might have like the record for most points in college basketball. I think it's something like that. And yeah, and then she got injured in going to the WNBA. I think she announces some uh, NBA mm-hmm. games. So Mitch probably told you, but every year we go to a Chicago Sky game. We rent out a Sky Box and we show some support to our at the time defending national or defending title champions, Chicago Sky. Um, where is your WNBA fandom as opposed to your 
women's hoops in college ha- fandom? So, yeah, I'm a, I'm an Indiana fever fan. You know, it's been pretty hard lately because we just, Oh yeah, it has. Since Tamika, <laughs> but you know, we got some great picks this year with Melissa and queen and even like destiny Henderson, who played over in, uh, played with in South Carolina last year and won the national championship. Um, and then even getting like Lexi hole and then Emily Angsler who played at Louisville. And so we got a lot of good young talent right now. Kelsey Mitchell, she's really good. Um, and so we got a lot of young talent, just no real like veteran presence. Um, but I know that even the lottery is coming up for them. Um, but then mainly my, um, for college women's, um, I grew up being a UConn fan just because that's where my mom ended up going to school oh, sweet. Um, and she always just wanted to promote them. And so then like, I always heard like Tarasi growing up and Sue Bird, all of them. Um, and then who else was Brianna Stewart, like recently. Yeah. Um, and then just a couple summers ago, I was out in California for just kind of like when I was in college and just for a summer, it was doing like a basketball camp, like soccer camp out there. And I ended up like working with two girls who play for Stanford and they're going to be seniors this year. And so I really got into like watching them last year after they came off their national championship. Oh, so hell right now, yeah. I'm kind of in like a house divided of UConn and Stanford. Some may say that's a bit of a bandwagon because they're like wagons and franchises right now. But mm-hmm. yeah, how many is where I'm standing? <laughs> how many growing up, how many UConn women's basketball championships did you witness? Like seven? I- <laughs> yeah, probably. It's like they're like they're literally. The yeah, I would do like their brackets too. I would always just be like, just fill it out, just UConn winning, just like I know because Gino's there. And then every now and then, you know, you had Candace Parker who was at like Tennessee, so you might have to throw them a bone. And then oh, we're very familiar with Candace Parker. <laughs> oh, yeah. girl, good Chicago guys, great Chicago sky legend. Now you guys got her. Yep. Um, Elena Deladon, who? Is what I say to that. <laughs> it's funny that she wanted to get traded to a contender. Ha <laughs> ha, idiot! What idiot? <laughs> yeah, now it's a little unfair because, yeah, you guys know Del Don's still in Washington. Yeah. Um, was she, did she win the championship with this guy? No, she, she left a couple of years ago. So, like, when we first started it, I think last year was the... Was it the sixth annual? I think so. Yeah, I think last year was sixth the sixth. Or seventh. I think sixth. We'll go with sixth because I think we missed a year in between. Um, so sixth annual. Elena Deladon was there for the first one, maybe the second one, and then she wanted to go home to Washington. And really at that point, all we had was her. But then shortly after, Courtney Vandersloot strolled <laughs> through the doors. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, I think the first Beaver game I went to this year where it was just because GameBridge was doing all their construction just at their normal, like where the Pacers and Beaver normally play. So they did it at, uh, they played at like our local like D2, like hockey team arena, the Pepsi Coliseum. And so I was able to watch the Sky and Beaver go, but it was like right around the All-Star break. So then they just like didn't want to play like, Vandersloot and Parker, like the second half, we almost came back and won. But even against like your seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth girls, we still couldn't even beat you with our starters. So it was kind of depressing. But also, I could see the future we had coming. But <laughs> it's growing pains. It's That's growing optimism. Pain. That is true sports fandom. Yeah. Respect, Eli. All right, Eli. So let's get the ball rolling a little bit more on college hoops. What are some predictions, maybe uh, some gambling futures for us degenerates over here? What are we thinking? 
Yeah, my biggest thing with like I'm again like UNC, they're definitely going to have a lot of expectations getting back, going back off the run to the finals. Um, Caleb Love is a dog. Armando is a dog. Licky Black's a dog. <laughs> I mean, those guys are good. They got a team, and just if they can, maybe they they just got to continue the mot- or not motivation momentum that they had from the championship and just kind of putting it all together. My biggest thing coming up is like, is Gonzaga going to like still be dominant without their guys? Like I know they still got Timmy back. How? (laughs) He's played 12 seasons for Gonzaga. His mustache got his fifth year. Uh, It's like, uh, who's the guy that played? Was it Kansas? It's probably the COVID year too that he got. So they just, he probably had a red shirt the COVID year. I don't even think he got hurt. So now he's like 30 playing in, his 17th season, but he's older than James. He makes me so frustrated. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He also can't work the mustache, which makes me want to punch him in the, in the kneecap. If Gonzaga gets a good, at least Fu Manchu going. So then it's like, cause like, cause yeah, it doesn't get a good, like bushy mustache. It gets a good, like Fu Manchu when it comes down. Yeah. He's a, he's a a little jealous. He's the perfect example of if you're playing against him, you hate him. If he was on your team, you would love him. He's just like the prototypical why NILs should exist. Because that guy, like, okay, have fun on the Shanghai Sharks. Yeah. No way you're playing in the NBA. But he dominates at the college level. Oh, yeah. He's just like Hansborough and all those guys that just get in and just dominate. But then they get to the pros and be like, yeah, just your gritty hustle is not going to be enough. Just <laughs> maybe. Be a- be a stud in the NBA. Maybe Hansborough would have been better if he didn't play with the Pacers. Oh. Hey, he started out with the Raptors. The best out of him. I don't know if he really went else any anywhere else and did much, but he ruined him. Got his ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been Larry Bird's fault. I don't know. We had, the the early 2010s and late 2010s have been rough for the Pacers as well. Hey, you got Tyrese Halliburton though. And he oh, is nice. Yeah, I got to ask you an NBA question when we're done with all the college basketball talk. But like you were saying with North Carolina, I got to get my piece in here. <laughs> I, the, I think the only thing really stopping them is you hit it on the head is putting it all together and not being a 10 seed anymore. I don't know who knows what they are going to be as the favorite. Uh, can they handle that? I think so. As a 10 seed, once you get to the elite eight, it's like seeds are out the window. And it was like, they were playing that they couldn't lose, and then they finally got down to the nitty-gritty, and they kind of fucking blew it. But still, I still think having five starters coming back is the biggest thing in college sports, any of them, having your starters come back. And I don't see them losing one single game. Question for Brady. <laughs> Did Roy retire early? No, Hubert Davis is my new dad. He's the best. <laughs> that he was awesome. needed. It was a culture change. <laughs> It wasn't like Roy Williams was like out of touch. It was like NILs are coming in. You're going to see a lot of guys leaving. How about fucking Jay Wright, one of the best coaches in college basketball leaving? I think NIL had a lot to do to do with that as well. Hey, I, I don't think it's out of touch guy. with coaching. I think it's out of touch with the times and where it's going to go. I think this NIL shit is going to explode and change everything. Wait, Good, it should. Wait, Brez. At uh, least Roy Williams didn't try to take a farewell tour just like Coach Day did, just to get all this fame, even though he's had 
a hundred years of fame and then he has to get one more and then he still chokes it in the tournament. Wait, Eli, yes. Eli. Eli, we just became best friends. That fucking fraud scumbag, the only good thing he ever did was go to army and I will stand and die on that hill forever. We killed him. Wait, Eli, here's the thing. So like, Brady loves North Carolina. I like North Carolina. I wouldn't say I, like, I love them, but I'll root for them. We literally backed him the whole month of March and just said, all right, we're going to just ride with you the whole way. He's the reason our livers just got absolutely destroyed the whole month of March. Well, and also the Kyle Kuzma looking motherfucker on Baylor. If he doesn't bank in seven threes in the final four, then we're all kind of fine. Yeah, that kid was nice. <laughs> I don't even know who now. he was. He's on U of I now, isn't no, he? No, he's not. Yeah, I think he is. He's that close to us? Yeah. That wasn't good for him. <laughs> Let's go tear his Achilles. Oh, my God. I'm That's going to be worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I was definitely cheering for North Carolina as well, especially with like Hubert Davis in his first year. Like, you don't see that that often like a first year coach i know like north carolina and he was still kind of part of north carolina and roy like still had roy's recruits there but it's still like first year coach like getting that far like other than like st peter's like those are probably the two best storylines going during the tournament absolutely so i do have a question about like do you gamble i do i'm i've been getting like hard like i do more just like nba and nfl and like trying to get into like the men's now, like basketball, but it's like that's one of the most like unpredictable for like how big everything is. And like just some teams just like might not have it that night. And so it's like you want to try to bet on some favorite and then like they just get like a random upset. Like, and it just the amount of like unpredictability like in men's college basketball is like crazy too. But it's also like I don't do it for like an income, I do it for the fun and. Like the adrenaline rush that it gets me. Fuck! I was really hoping he'd be like, "Yeah, I chose St. Peter's to go as far as they did, and now I'm He's rich." Like, <laughs> I have twelve mid-major picks to take against the spread every game this year. Brad's just sitting there licking his chops. Bra- like, what are Bra- they? Bradley at Vanderbilt every game. <laughs> I do know that my alma mater got a kid straight from Africa, and he's supposed to be nice as fuck. You have Bucknell as a basketball team. <laughs> Yeah, Duke. they beat Kansas, bro. Yeah, okay, it was Kansas, and then Mercer beat Duke. No, okay, yep, I would. That's not very nice to bring up Kansas after what happened. Yeah, I mean, really, the, like, big teams that I'll always, like, cheer against is Purdue. Like, they're always the most, like, I can, I always know they're frauds. Like, Painter is, like, he's can get them, like, regular season wins, but can never get them there. I feel um, like they're a four seed every year, and they always are losing by, like, the second round or sweet 16. But RIP oh, in yeah. peace, That's- Caleb Swan again. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Brought the whole octave right. Jesus Christ, Brez. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thoughts and prayers out to the 9-11 people. I could <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, Brez. Hey, it was relevant. I went to Purdue. I oh, my God. Jesus. I get. How much do you want to punch Robbie Hummel in the face every time you see him? His name is Hummel. Uh, yeah, it's a Robbie and Hummel. Like, you just... He's most punchable face and punchable name. He does not <laughs> pass the name test. No, name does test. Not. You yeah. know who does pass the name test, though? Flo Thamba for Baylor. No. Flo Thamba, yeah. <laughs> Flo Thamba doesn't pass the name test no, for you? No, it 100% does, but we're not talking about Baylor. We're talking about North Carolina just, going undefeated. This is a one-sided podcast right now. <laughs> Don't tell me how good Kansas is going to be again. Baylor's going to be really good. I know Duke's going to be really good. Nova. No, without Jay Wright, I'm not scared of them. Nope. Yeah. Um, So, 
Eli, I did get politely asked to leave Marquette. So uh, tell me how bad they're going to be because it makes me happy. I mean, doing my research, I really didn't hear anything about yes. Marquette. So I think, yeah, they're probably going to be pretty bad as well. They haven't been good since, what, like Jay Crowder and Dwayne Wade and yeah, Jimmy Buckets and Doc Rivers. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that's a long time ago. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. No wonder I left. Yeah, fuck You em. knew it was coming. Yeah. You knew the downfall. You're like, I'm getting out of here before this gets really yeah, bad. Yeah, but is, is it possible to have a downfall when you didn't even climb that high? They went to the final four. You could have back. a knee scrape. Yeah, I guess. They were. I remember they were pretty good a couple of years ago. They made it to the Sweet 16, I think. They had those Hartenstein twins that transferred out they were like this these guys are the truth not the hartensteins what the fuck was their names i don't know still in college basketball they went to michigan state in virginia one went to michigan state one went to virginia and one of them is still at michigan state eli you know i can't remember them oh my god they're the perfect like they haven't been relevant in years yeah the the hausers yeah they were like this Guard is so ball dominant that it makes me never want to come to Milwaukee again. Fuck this kid that hard. <laughs> um, yeah, they also got um, fricked up by John Morant. So that was in the first round. Yeah, that was a Jersey game I did not like. Yeah. <laughs> same exact colors. M's, same exact italics on the letters, yeah. too. Dude, and that was the funniest thing. Like, I left the school, and people are like, yeah, John Morant fucked up your school. And I was like, you know I don't reside with them, correct? John Morant fucked up everybody's school by this time. <laughs> yeah. I even, like, knew that was going to happen because everyone was, was that, like, the Marcus Howard year, too, when he was, like, putting up, like, 25 a game. That's who I'm thinking. That's the bald, this dominant like, guard. Yeah. yeah. That guy like was a penis. point guard who scores a lot, and I'm like, then he's going to have to go against John Morant, who's just gonna just beat him up and yeah. not gonna be able to do anything. Marcus Howard was trying to be Jimmer for debt and Howard, just like he did got it. sunned harder than anyone I've ever seen. Yeah. By single handed John Morant puts up a triple double and this guy shoots like sub twenty percent. And if you're shooting sub twenty percent, that means you're shooting a lot. He mm-hmm. he fucking shot like his stat line at the end of the game would be like eleven for thirty five with forty points because he shot fifteen free throws. Yeah. All right, Eli. If, <laughs> I need you could be honest here. I'll allow you. I'll give you your piece to talk about other teams and some dark horses or somebody who's not a dark horse who we should be talking about more than North Carolina, but not really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think like going into it, like Arkansas is always going to be like if they can put it together to where like their musclemen's finally like getting a good recruiting class coming together and, you know, just if they can put it together. I mean, the SEC is always just like a handful of like, can these teams put it together? Are they just going to beat each other up? Kind of just like the big 10 with football, but like the SEC basketball just going to beat each other up and they kind of just wear each other down to that. They get to the tournament and every one of them just puts up a dud, like the first couple rounds. Um, But I'm interested in them. And then, you know, always with like Houston. Yes, there I was just gonna ask here, kitty, kitty. If that was the next North question. Carolina, <laughs> it's Houston. I had him. Quentin Grimes, one of my favorite players to watch ever, and I took him to go to the Final Four. And when I get on something in March, because my birthday is March 18th, everybody's got to get on 
on board. Even if you're lying to me, you have to say that you're on board. Here, we kitty, just kitty. we just said here, kitty, kitty, and fake licked our hands for a month and a half, <laughs> and it was the best month and a half of my life. I think we we were we were still doing it in April too. Yeah, I'm still doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like a year and a half ago, and we're What's still doing. What's their coach's name again? Tubby? Calvin Sampson. Oh, Calvin's yeah, Calvin Sampson. I always get him and Tubby Smith mixed together, but he's an awesome coach too. Yeah, they're gonna be sick. Calvin Sampson looks like he makes a great. Stack of pancakes. Yeah, and they're sponsored by Jordan, which is pretty cool. That's tight. So the bracket goes perfectly your way. Right now, who do you think makes it to the final four? Granted, you're not going to be correct because of Cinderella, but go for it. Yeah, I'll put UNC in Houston. And then I'll add Arkansas again to that. Just like I think they'll they'll just be able to have it this year. I kind of just want to put like a fun team. Uh, I love a I'll fun do, team. I was thinking a fun team, but then I also think like maybe Kentucky pulls it together again with the Oscar, and they just like again they're going to have another great top like top recruiting class. I think with having some more like veterans on, and even having Toppin coming back with Oscar, like they're going to at least have the front court like pretty good there, and then just maybe they'll just have their freshmen do better this year. Yeah, it would be classic NCAA tournament to have this year of huge upsets to next year, like one seed, two seed, one seed, two seed. It's all blue bloods. Yeah, I just think, like get back. Like, to, yeah, I think about that going into every year. I'm like, all right, I'm finally going to do the St. Peter's. I'm finally going to do the Florida Gulf Coast. And then it's just all chalk again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we never yeah, learn. That's what always happens. <laughs> like going through it all. It's like, oh, yeah, like I want to add in a couple upsets, but then it's never the upsets you expect. The reason I won't have Kentucky in my final four is just because they have a bad coach. Great recruiter, bad coach. I'll die on that hill, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Eli, I have a question. for uh, What about Auburn? I think they could be very sneakily good this year. They could, yeah. I mean, it's, again, like, it goes with kind of like my SEC thing where it's just, like, are they going to be able to, like, fully put it all together? Like, they had Jabari Smith last year and still came up short. Um, so it's really just like, can they, again, like put it all together and just like really get together and do it all and like really save themselves up for the tournament and be able to finish. It's too hard. There's too many good teams in the SEC. Like you just hit it on the head, but they also lost Walker Kessler, that fucking traitor. <laughs> Where'd he go? North Carolina, then Auburn. And now he's on the jazz with guess who? Lori fucking Markinen. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. And the old, the old Colin Sexton, Rudy Gay as well. I love oh, Gay Colin Sex, Sexton. best backcourt. <laughs> gay Sex. I love Colin Sexton. He once played a game with two other teammates and had forty points. I don't care. That's the most impressive thing ever. <laughs> yeah, I was rooting so hard for Colin Sexton that year, like for Alabama to like make a run. I was just like, Colin Sexton is like the coolest, like best like grittiest guy like in the like league that year yeah and then, like i'm pretty sure they just like got upset in the first round or something i was like well that's probably gonna happen yeah it's always the cinderella story that you never see that's why it's a cinderella story but why couldn't it be a guy like colin sexton this year it's gonna be a guy like colin sexton yeah speaking speaking of cinderellas do you have any mid-majors that you're like this team is going to be frisky, like worth watching throughout the year, or like you think could make some noise like down the line? Um, you know, I'd really like to try to promote my alma mater, Ball State, but we're always just trash every year. Like, <laughs> that's, 
that's not going to happen. I mean, from what I was seeing too, like Dayton's got a lot of hype again this year. I didn't really like hear much about them, but just kind of like looking into them, it looks like they're bringing back a lot of people and they're probably just going to, it sounds like walk through their, their conference again, like they did a couple of years ago when they had Obi and all them before like COVID shut everything down. Yeah. But I think they could be a good one to just kind of keep a lookout for. All right. We're allowed, we're about to allow Mitch to en- enter into this zoom. Um, I don't know if we're all mentally, physically, emotionally ready for that, Eli. So before Speaking he does, loud. do you have any last words that you can say uninterrupted because Mitch might not give you the time anymore? I mean, um, good luck to Iowa. It must be hard for him to be an Iowa fan because (laughs) it's just just all their teams suck. Their women's team will probably be pretty good this year. But is what's her name coming back? Yeah, Caitlin Clark's coming back. I should know her name. Um, So they're going to be really good that year. And just I want to give my prediction for the women's to be it'll probably hopefully if they get seated it correctly. I'd love to have another South Carolina Stanford national championship where then Stanford can get some revenge and win it this year. So I can see my, my girls out there end up walking out, um, graduating with the final championship there. Um, and then hopefully a couple of them get drafted to the fever. So we have some high picks and get some good talent out here. I've nice. I'm, I'm in on being a Stanford chicks fan this year. Me too. All right. You gotta have Eli yeah, as a correspondent. Yeah. But like, but I'll say fun fact for them as well. Like, one of their stars, oh, no. Cameron Frank. She's the goddaughter to the Curry's, like the Curry's parents. And so, like, if you ever like watch a game, the, and the parents are in the stands. They'll always like show it, be like, "Oh, here's the Curry's," and they go through this whole story. Like last year, they had Russell Wilson's sister on the team, oh. so they had like a bunch. Of, it almost like gave me like a flashback to those like USC days where they'd have like all these like celebrities on the sidelines for their football games, but then it'd be like. Russell Wilson and the Currys are in the crowd, like watching. <laughs> Over Russell- under 15 and a half prayer circles. <laughs> uh, probably like pregame for Russ or like. We go oh no, together, his like- sister. <laughs> Well, she's a, she ended up graduating. Okay, so I'm so okay. in on Sanford. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Mitchy boy. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I got a tinkle. No, I gotta go look at the after you. Oh my God. Oh God. <laughs> hey Mitch. Uh, what is this? Who's that? Who's that that you're wearing on your shirt there? <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard of him. He didn't go to. He didn't go to North Carolina. Go Heels. Uh, but he is. He, he is. He is Ohio State University. Thank you, Mitch. Yes, but guess the what? Ohio North Carolina State. has a guy who also makes this noise bah, as a sheep, which is a goat at the same time, <laughs> and he's also that. So his name is Justin Bah Fields. That was the right answer. Ta- Wrong again. Are you talking about Kobe White? Are we talking about Kobe White from North Carolina? Yeah, he's also goaded to shut the fuck up, Mitch. We've been such we've been such good friends lately. And Justin Fields I was, has been that was a compliment. I love Kobe White. I was talking about Justin Fields and Michael Jordan. You knew you knew what I was talking about. I'm not stupid. <laughs> All right, Mitch. We just uh, finished up talking about the uh, <laughs> Iowa Hawkeyes women's basketball team. Do you have anything to say about them? Eli was really uh, speaking truths about it. I mean, it's like the only team this year. That's good. That I have anything going for me for Iowa. Like (laughs) they're going to lose to Ohio State. 
in wrestling. I already know it's going to happen. Basketball is going to get knocked out in the first round again. Uh, baseball is non-existent. Football, good God. I mean, congratulations. You beat Northwestern at home. Like, so it's pretty It's I'm very high on Caitlin Clark. Uh, if she ever wanted to go on a date, I would be certainly a... <laughs> I'll make sure to send her this episode. Confirmed horny for Caitlin Clark. (laughs) Confirmed. Is it? Is that really? I mean, you know that that, uh, the Iowa women's basketball team is all you have to look forward to for Iowa sports this year. Absolutely. And it's not a bad thing, James. Women's hoops. Okay, that was my point. That was my point for a guy who (laughs) who's very passionate. That's like you know his only team. That's good. Well, I, wait, I thought Iowa wrestling was like the best in the country. It used to we're be. We're second. We're second to Penn State, but Penn State's got like out of the top sixteen wrestlers in the Big Ten, we've got like four of them, and three of them are outside of the top ten, and like four or five of theirs are in the top seven. Like it's it's pretty it's pretty unreal what they have going on over there. Like Iowa wrestling is good in the duel. Penn State will probably spank us. Like it won't even like it's two. It's number one and number two going at it, but it's but it, the, the drop off from one to two is a lot. Hey, those Pennsylvania Dutch, they got nothing better to do than wrestle each other and bail hay. Wait, exactly, Mitch and Eli. What if we get a Stanford Iowa Women's National Championship? Could we do a live stream with you guys yelling at each other? I think oh, yeah. we'd just have. To, I think we'd have to be in person. I think we'd have to hang out. Yeah, no, oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We'll, we'll get we'll get Eli to come into Chicago. I'll come back. We can get a sister to come hang out with us. It'll be a great time. Oh yeah, she would love that. Yeah, she didn't hate this whatsoever. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but you know, I I would first at least have to get past Brayton. Um, I know that was a wow. big. Wow. There you go, Jays. Last year. This guy's coming in on his first podcast. I get him in on the podcast, and he's just throwing shots at me left and right. That's how it goes, though. Everybody gets to throw shots at Mitch. I love it. I love it. He's learned quickly how to go on the podcast. (laughs) But now you guys got got Claypool, and so now you guys got people that can catch the ball and not use their face mask to catch the ball. And the Packers Uh, didn't get anybody. Yeah. Didn't get Dick. They were actually like the main other team going for Claypool. And King Pole said, not today. He cocked him super hard. He cocked him so hard. It was awesome. (laughs) It was beautiful because I guess it was the Ravens pick on the table. And then somebody like word got back to him that the Packers also had a second on the table. And he was like, fuck it. Send it. Gave him the second, take it or leave it. Boom. Deal done. And and we got a fifth out of it, too. Like, we got a a pick back to us, which is huge. If you had told me that we would have gotten Chase Claypool and a fifth-round pick for eight relatively meaningless games of Roquan Smith, I would have busted numerous nuts. Dude, Roquan wants a $20 million contract. He can't cover anyone like James would go out there and make this dude look silly. He <laughs> like, doesn't, he doesn't Shake have a manager. Bank. Like he does, he's been a, he's been a headache. He's a roller coaster of a player. Like, yeah. Is he leading the, the, like the league in tackles? Sure. How many of those are seven yards downfield because he can't cover Like, cause he can't cover anyone. Yeah. They gave up 49 points in his last game. <laughs> 
Yeah. Way to leave. Way to leave your mark, buddy. Way to leave your mark. All right. I before think- Eli heads out, you got any uh, football talk you need to get off your chest, or last remarks of basketball before Mitch drastically takes over. <laughs> <laughs> I come in. Um, I mean, I mean, it's just depressing now as a Colts fan because we just got rid of Naeem Hines for a bag of chips and. In a stale fart. One of the the most exciting things that we had going for us. Um, But if I'm the Colts, I'm glad we got rid of our OC now. Hopefully that opens our playbook up a bit more. Um, But, yeah, I'm just hoping maybe we tank. And I want to trust in Sam Ellinger, but also if, like, Bryce Young or CJ Stroud is there waiting on us, I wouldn't be mad about getting them either. (laughs) I think you might have already won too many games for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Just, is Reich good. right behind him? Is Reich right behind your OC gone? Or do you think they'll keep he him? He has to be. But I feel like Reich's been calling our plays this whole time, but maybe, like, I don't know. I just saw our OC got fired, so I'm like, at least something's going to change in our offense because it's just not been fun to watch. Yeah, no, it's not <laughs> been fun to have J- Jonathan Taylor as the number one overall pick either, so. I'm not blaming <laughs> you, I'm just saying. You're not mad. I've got him in, like, two or three leagues, and I'm just like, this has been the worst fantasy year of my life. Yeah, but guess what? A wise man once told me all good comebacks come from behind. Just believe. Boom. <laughs> believe. Hey, right. just make sure Sam Ellinger doesn't go out there after a win and say, hey, Colts fans, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> we heard that enough from Texas. <laughs> I'm just throwing the horns up all day for him. Just every game. I'm just supporting his horns up for him. Hopefully we can get McConaughey out to a game and hit our anvil to get the crowd going. Maybe that's what we need. Just get McConaughey in the building. Oh, he would be great with the Colts. <laughs> Dude, if he showed up in like an electric blue, like he oh. had the whole suit going like he does like burnt orange, but instead he's got the Colts blue. Oh, I, I would sweet. start rooting for the Colts, I think. <laughs> All right, Eli. Well, we appreciate you coming on uh we'll have you back on to see where your predictions lie and if you're a fraud or you're truthful go bison I appreciate it can't wait go cardinal and uh boo iowa go, yes. <laughs> go cardinal <laughs> what a what a what a great send off for him right there <laughs> all right eli thanks brother thank you um, all right, Mitch, the floor is yours. It was a pretty eventful uh, trade deadline. Um, we've talked a little bit today. You told us no free content, so you have the floor. All right, do we want to do – so we're doing a deadline, the trade deadline first, not Bears talk? No, it's Bears deadline. We can go – Do okay. I stutter? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I'm not an idiot. I'm just dumb. So, <laughs> I mean – First of all, I saw this tweet. I'm going to give a shout out to polls on like the guys he's been trading away from the Bears. I think this speaks volumes to him. He's putting them in great spots for them for like the upcoming year and for like their contract down the road of putting them in a position where they could go to like a winning or supposed to be winning team. Like he got Khalil, ships off to the Chargers. At the time, was a great move. Robert Quinn goes to an undefeated team. And then the Ravens are kind of still figuring out what they're going to do with Lamar. But again, a good situation for him. Uh, so kudos to to Poles. But oh my God, I love the Claypool move. I don't know <laughs> what else to really say. I mean, you had to get rid of Ro- Roquan. And you just come in and you have this guy who's younger than Velas Jones Jr., 
Don't forget that. Younger oh, than Vila Jones Jr., the guy yeah. that can't catch a football. He's 24. This guy, this guy can confirm catch a football. Occasionally. I mean, he's not like the best, and uh, he wasn't even number one, maybe not even number two on his team, but I'm not trying to say that I'm not excited. It's not his fault that Ben Roethlisberger had a flaccid penis for an arm. Yeah, and it's not his fault that he couldn't catch this year either. What are we What are we talking about he's here? He's had four quarterbacks. I th- but <laughs> I, I think he's like, I think have it, like, is he... R1 potentially, but I think now instead of like us having a legit one, we have like two one and a half. So like we have two Only second us. tier I agree. one wide receivers, which I I like that. And I think you saw in this game in the game, it wasn't pretty, but I think we're we're seeing that Fields is a fan of Nikhil Harry, great name. Yeah. Uh and I think that's going to be huge for us if we can grow that because he's like six four. Yeah, I, so is Claypool. I I agree, but Boom. so we stole him away from the Packers. But let's say it goes the other way around. I'm not worried if the Packers get Chase Claypool. If the Packers get that, Chase that is- Claypool, I'm giving up anything in my fantasy league to get him. Uh, Absolutely, really? I agree. You, you I agree. Give, yes, give, dude. You give Rodgers a six four. Like receiver that's been around for a couple of years, he had a great first like beginning of his time in Pittsburgh was his first year was awesome. He had eleven Second touchdowns, year was still pretty good. Yeah, had, yeah, like he's still he's still good. The problem was he had a forty seven year old Ben Roethlisberger who was a rapist. Awful. He had yeah, and then he had a racist in Mason Rudolph, oh. and then he had <laughs> and then he had. I love you, Mitch, but he had Mitch Trubisky that can't throw a good deep ball, can't throw a jump ball to save his life. As much as I love him, it's just he just can't. And then he's got you know uh, Pickett, Kenny two, Kenny Kenny two gloves, who also <laughs> can't throw. I mean, he's a rookie quarterback; he's going to make a ton of mistakes. He was pissed off. Yeah, I mean <laughs> the defense is going to pick it. <laughs> I don't even think we've seen close to what Chase Claypool could be. Do yeah, I think he's going to be the savior? Do I still think that they may only win two or three more games the rest of the year? Yes. But I think he gives us more of a chance than we had yesterday. Well, here's my thing, though, with this is that Ryan Poles is showing Justin Fields is my guy. Yeah, they believe I in want, I believe in him. Of that, to also, be totally honest what? with you, I think getting Claypool is okay. So, say, Pat, you're saying that you don't think he's as good as we all do, and he may not be. He hasn't produced yet. Like, what's the point of getting him, really, right? Sure. He has it's, produced, it's, though. I know, but it's, I think, just let me speak yeah. my piece on it. <laughs> let he, him talk. Getting a weapon, another weapon for Justin Fields, is to test him for the rest of the year to see if it's Poles' guy. These GMs want to, are egotistical. They are. What's the most important thing in a GM building a team? A quarterback that he likes. We don't know if Poles likes Fields yet. See, I disagree. I think that like what Fields has shown him the last couple of weeks, he's he's gotten better each week. Can we all agree on that? I, no, I he's gotten better the last two games. And hey, but those two what, games after, were off a basically a mini buy where he was able to spend a full week with Getzy, right, and not this, like a full year before. Dude, they signed Getzy three months before. He can't spend that time with him like legally. 
You guys like, are getting my point all crossed <laughs> up. Regardless if Justin Fields is on the Bears or whoever, he's going to win seven MVPs and ten Super Bowls. Okay, great. There so we go. We're I good. was talking We're about good. how Ryan Poles views him. How I view him is as to the highest nth degree that you possibly can. I am in love with that man. <laughs> now I don't. I don't. I'm not in Ryan Poles' head. I want to believe that he loves him, but why did it take six weeks for them to start catering the offense to him? I don't think it was really an Eberflus thing. I think it was all the way from the top down. That was like, hey, we don't know if he's our guy yet. He may force their hand, which I believe he can do, but I am right to have my own opinion on why they got Chase Claypool, and you won't tell me otherwise. No, I think you're right. Thank you. And and I think, too, the other thing is, like, I with a younger quarterback, like – it is hard to go in and just be like, Oh, here's this. Yeah. Here's this brand new offense. After you, you know, we're in a different offense last year. Here's going to be this brand new offense. And it's easier for us to sit here and be like, dude, you've been playing quarterback like your entire life. You played at Ohio state. Like you should understand, but that's not always the case. And then you have to build relationships with these guys. You have to build the cohesiveness. So like I understand how in the beginning of the year they had a super small playbook the plays they picked out of his entire playbook i don't agree with but i understand why they shrunk the playbook and getting him more comfortable and then you also have to look at we've not had the same o-line like consistently like we've we've continued been moving guys around so he's trying to figure that out so like i understand in a wash year let's not blow open the playbook let's not do this but what we have seen, I think, in the last couple of weeks and the growth we've seen, I think, is great because what we saw in Nagy for the like for the past couple of years with Mitch is we'd watch a game and Mitch would, you know, roll out of the pocket and he'd have these, you know, these read options and they'd, we'd be moving him around and like just dishing him out, you know, to, you know, dishing out to the tight end and letting it go that way. And that would build up his confidence and he'd look way better than when we started off a game and it's like, let's run four verts with Mitchell Trubisky. And it's like, what are you, what are you doing, man? So like that, that is the one thing I've, I, I like to see out of our offensive coordinator and the play calling, what we're doing is like, hey, at least we're going to like our strengths. It's getting fields out of the pocket. It's him going like, hey, if one and two isn't there, take off. Like, like that's that's what he's done. I honestly think that one play where he rolled out to the left, stopped and just ran all the way to the right and got like 30 yards. I think it was a designed run the whole way. I think there was no shot. He was going to throw that football whatsoever. Like, I just would love to was, see the X's like he, and O's in offensive meeting that week on that play. Just John Madden doodling. You're gonna roll out out this way. The right tackle, you're gonna delay, let this guy go. Fields, you're gonna line up like you're gonna throw, and then you're just gonna take off to the right and you're just gonna beat this guy. And it and it worked. Like I want that to be a normal play. When I play Madden in two weeks, I want that to be a new play that I'm able to do with Justin Fields. He should be unfair like Michael Vick. I have one question for you because I don't understand offensive line schemes. I don't understand gaps. I don't understand A gap, B gap, C gap, uh, rollout, screens, whatever. Just block the guy in front of you and make noises. That's how I feel about offensive line. So I really hope you tell me I'm wrong and I was watching the wrong game. Sam Mustafer was blocking nobody on six or seven occasions on my view on Sunday. He was blocking a ghost. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was going fucking mad. He sucks. You're no, looking no, no. at your Taco no, no, Bell. No. What the guy. So here's here's the thing. The guy he was the guy he was blocking was in camo, so you couldn't see him. <laughs> That's exactly. He was invisible to the eye. 
<laughs> he was moving so fast. Sneaky, sneaky. He was. He was. He's he wearing was the invisibility blocking, cloak. He was, blocking, yeah. he was blocking the flash, so that's why you couldn't see him. He was just so fast that Muster had to be all over the place. If he was no, dealing with Micah Parsons all game, off. I would have understood. But he wasn't dealing with Micah Parsons, so I, I'm, I'm very angry. Uh, no, he is god awful, and I think that's another thing. You know, I was talking to my roommate today about like, well, who do we have to go after now in the draft? And it's like, he's like, the old line is still rough. And I'm like, well, let's calm down. Lucas Patrick, the guy we signed from the Packers, came back, got hurt right away. Like that, when we signed him, he was supposed to be our center. Like that's the guy we wanted at center. That's why we signed him. That's collusion. So, that he got so, hurt right yeah. away. Yeah, weird. The, obviously, <laughs> the, the Packers the Packers lied during the physical about where how healthy he was. <laughs> Fucking cheaters. Um, <laughs> but like, so they've had that. Um, Cody Whitehair has been in and out. Like we've had to move guys around. It's, I'm pretty sure Riley Reef, former Hawkeye, but has played tackle his entire career, was playing guard at some point this week because we were so banged up. So like. Yeah, but Sam, I've got, I'm going on a rant now. But yeah, Sam Musfer is very, very bad at football. Very bad. <laughs> so now, now that, that Bradley, was, that was a whole, that was a whole circle of me com- coming back to you and agreeing with you. That's, okay, that's my brain. Can I Thank take you. you on another circular trip around my brain? And that's going to lead <laughs> another circular trip down your brain. Oh, right, strap right, in, folks. Oh yeah, you're going for a fucking ride here. So get some water. I was fully convinced that the Bears. We're building up all this cap money so they could not be outbid for Bradley Chubb. And now that he got traded to the Dolphins, he's likely going to get an extension with them. But where did Eberflus used to coach? The Colts. Where does Quentin Nelson play? The Colts. And who is a free agent this year who has already been tagged? Quentin Nelson. We are going to pay him the godfather offer and make him the highest paid offensive lineman in the history of the NFL and get this man. Agree or disagree? I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it, but I disagree. Fuck! <laughs> like, like, no, no, no. Like, like, I love where your head's at. Yeah, I, I was pumped. I truly do. <laughs> I just don't, I just don't see that. Like, I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I just... I think the whole point with us too of like, yeah, yes, we have all this space. We're just accumulating like, Notre Dame players. He's another yeah, one. Yeah, but that, but that doesn't pan out well. Fuck. That's why we can't do a third. We can't have a three-headed monster of Notre Dame players. Oh yeah, I'm okay Joe with Montana sucks. But, but if you do a three-headed monster, it's like it's like a curse. It's like a hex. Thank you. Yes, it is. Like it's 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 the opposite of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Like, it's the complete opposite of that. That's what you're doing. It's yeah, but if you have two of them, it's the Blues Brothers. So we're okay. Okay, so we got to cut Cole Komet. <laughs> I would be okay with that. Done. Done. Fuck. Fuck yeah. it. Cut Cole Komet hey, and get Dalton hey, Schultz. Hey, I'm fine. I'm hey, fine. Hey, hey, yeah. he caught a oh. touchdown this week. Great. I caught one in Madden the other night. It's so different, James, because Madden is a video game. <laughs> <laughs> he probably can't catch oh. up in Madden. He probably isn't open in Madden. <laughs> no, he's no, he's not open. Uh, no, I don't. I don't like. Now that we have Claypool, like I think our biggest thing was like we got to go out and get a number one. Now we kind of have two, two tier number ones. I still think we go after receiving in the draft. I think we get a middle linebacker from the SEC, aka Roquan Jr. Uh, hopefully, who can cover better. 
but then like and that's then you build up like two guards we got to get a couple nickels like and then when we build it from there like would i love to go out and get quentin nelson absolutely don't get me wrong but with the way that like i think i don't know if you guys listen to the presser today like polls is talking about it. like he loves building like this team up with draft capital and like getting people to buy in and having people that fit his system and what he wants to do uh like long term with the bears and like so like that's why i don't think we would do something like that do i think that guy could fit any system and get anyone on like be on board to win absolutely like i'm not questioning quentin but, nelson as like a player wanting to do, do that but the way that polls talked about it i think we like he wants as much draft capital as possible to just like build up his team and be like we're done with this this last you know with with what Nagy and Pace did and with taking like these guys we missed on, it's like, no, 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 I'm going to do this. This is going to be my team and I'm going to die on this hill or I'm going to win GM of the year for the next 15 years in a row. Yeah. But that he's, one, he's a free agent. So that doesn't hurt our draft capital. And we have literally double the amount of cap space of the next available team. Why not spend it? It's the I agree. F- I just don't think he's going to do it. Yeah, but okay. right right now, <laughs> right now after today, this is the first manager, GM, coach area where I feel heard, where it's just, can we lose 30 to 49 every week and just have a little bit of fun? Yeah, like this make it interesting. Sunday was the greatest l- game of the year, in my opinion. It was so fun. I know. We yeah. we score 29 points. Justin Fields throws three touchdowns. Nice little pick. Yeah, would I rather have them not score four touchdowns in a row? Yes, but it doesn't matter. That was awful. We know we're not trying to win. We don't like when we win, but we're still competitive and people are growing. That's what we've been asking for. Like you just said, you're heard. Yeah. And maybe they're listening. Mm-hmm. I think Paul's well, favorite know. podcast is ours. Yes. Oh, that'd be I was, so great. I was pretty upset today about, about Montgomery not being traded. I thought him to the Rams or Bills was a sure shot. Dude, that Rams that Rams rumor was sweet. I was like, I'll take Cam Akers. Like yeah. we have Khalil Herbert. Khalil uh, Herbert's been first great. And second round back. And then on like third and third and eight plus when we're kind of in a passing situation, we put Cam Akers in, make some guys miss every once in a while. Great. But like, cool. Now we just have this dead space that's gonna just Honestly, like, how many weeks do we think Montgomery's still going to be our number one? Not even. Probably, like, just four. Gonna continue to be the absolute punching bag. Like, it's been obvious since pretty much the whole year, I feel like, since week two, that it's like, hey, Khalil Herbert is going to be our guy of the future, and you're you're washed, Mount. Like, you're, like, you're a dime a dozen because we got you in better form a year later. Right. And then – and then we just got, uh, what is it, Nate Ebner? Is that his name? Yeah. Tristan Ebner, yeah. I Tristan mean, Ebner, like, Nate Ebner, someone else. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, but both of those guys fit the scheme that they're trying to run so much better. I mean, because they're fast. Like, the Bills have a scheme that would fit what Montgomery does extremely well because he is a solid route runner, from what I understand. And he can get them a few chunk yards and that's all they want out of their running back. Can you run a route, catch the ball and get us three or four when we need it? Cause they're, they're but, only trying to pass the ball. But that guy has to hold on to the football and not fumble in a key situation for, for a scoop and score. 
Yeah. Yeah, the thing that sucks about David Montgomery yeah, is that we all, point. like, everybody I feel like likes him. I feel like he wanted to be a bear. I feel like he worked hard, but at the end of the day, it's a business. Yeah, he took fucking absolutely punch after punch after punch for the Bears. You would think you would get rewarded, but that's not how it works. It's a cutthroat business. No. And I've, I've seen that guy outrun a defense, like, one time. Right. And it was when we beat, what was it, Houston last year, two years ago? Like, that was like a god awful Houston defense, like almost worse than when Mitch threw for six touchdown defense. Like it was a bad defense, and it was the only team that he outrun anyone on. Like every like I remember the first year he would get into open space, and I'm like, gone, he's gone, and then he'd get ran down at the 15, and we'd stall out. And I'm like, I'm like, what? Why do like I love this dude, but I'm like, why do we have this running back that once we get into the open space, he he's not gonna like he's gonna run out of gas. What's the point? He's point. just so chunky. Like, He's too thick. Dude, homeboy is thick, thick. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, his thighs have a gravitational force. If he makes a dinkleberry, that shit is... <laughs> it's making... It's making trips around the sun. Huh? Huh? <laughs> his balls are also suns. Oh. All right, so I say Bears game. I, I'm saying... Uh, a B solely because like four touchdowns in a row. But other than that, everything else was an A plus. Morale yeah. A plus. Uh, yeah, I'm Morale is at an all time high for everybody. It's exciting to talk about the Chicago fucking Bears. It, it was when we I mean, did we did make it interesting. We're like, holy shit, are we gonna upset the Cowboys in Dallas? And we did not, obviously, but <laughs> spoiler. It, <laughs> it was it was bad sitting there too and being like I, I will say it was one of the first times I was like this game is going to be a shootout, and we kind of we kind of might have a chance to win in a shootout. <laughs> which say in like in like forever, like right. like the, I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of the last high scoring game we competed on. It's I mean there was a game we almost won against the Pats. We had that where, one Mitch Trubisky five touchdown game against Tampa Bay. Six. Well, that's not really. That's not a shootout. That was just us saying, "Hey, Mitch's daddy. Mitch is the MVP." <laughs> well, that's what he's um, saying. Like that's the closest we've gotten. The closest so otherwise well, would have been Bears Philly with Jay Cutler, Brandon Marshall, and Elshon Jeffrey. Elshon Jeffrey. I was going to say the Pats game where we lost on like we tried that hail mary that we almost scored on. Oh, the Kevin White is when Kevin White almost got in. Yeah. That would have been his yeah, only touchdown with the Bears. Like that that one is like the last one I remember, or maybe like the Cardinals one back from the Super Bowl year where we were down by fucking thirty and came back, but that was only because of our defense. Those but are like, all three plus years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's been a long time. Well welcome to being a welcome to being a Bears fan. I love it. I love it. I love all right. It. Mitch, embracing the suck. Before we let you go, how does the next couple of weeks go? Do we win? Do we just keep it close and lose? And Chase Claypool looks good. Darnell looks good. What do you think's going on? All right, let me. I gotta pull up the full schedule here that we got going on. All right, so we. You don't have it tattooed on your body. (laughs) (sighs) It's on my back. Uh, <laughs> you're just going into the mirror. All right, we got next week. Uh, well, and, dolphins. And the, my back. I did it. I did it backwards too. So like when I stand in the mirror and I hold my phone, I can like actually see the reflection. Fair, yeah, perfect. Uh, home against the dolphins. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> Over forty-four I mean, that, lock. That's. I mean, I. I think what we just hope to see for the rest of the year is like, yeah, we compete with these teams. 
we maybe don't, we can't play the long game and that's fine. Like we can't play a complete game against some of these really good teams. You know, you saw that this week against Dallas, you know, with Dak came back, he looked great. Their defense looked really good for the most part. Like, you know, you, know, you get a couple of turnovers, game's over um, for a good team. But like Dolphins, I don't see us really winning that. I, I see us scoring, you know, a couple of times, two, maybe three touchdowns, get a field goal or two. Be awesome. Like, score over 17 for the rest of the season in almost every game, I'll be happy. Yep. We go up, we play Detroit the week after that. They just got rid of Hawkinson. Um, so I see that as a win. Two Atlanta. Two. I, I want us to win that, but I don't. Like, yeah. Shootout loss, hopefully. Like, Shootout shoot loss. If we lose, uh, like how Carolina just lost to the Falcons, I'll be happy. Pretty much win <laughs> December 4th. Yes, if that all, happens, all, I, all I care about for the rest of the year is win December 4th in, in Chicago and the 18th. I'm going to the Eagles-Bears game, so I, we have to win that game. But I also want us to win December 4th against that shitty team up north in Wisconsin. Solid. Win yeah. at least that game. Win at least that game for me, and this season's awesome. Hopefully – Hopefully the Eagles are undefeated when we face them. If we beat the Eagles and we're the only team to beat them this year, we just put our dick on the table. That's a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's being Philly too. Like that. Would, oh. Yeah. Oh, also quick plug about if we beat them this past two weeks too of everyone, all these reporters and all these uh, you know ESPN analysts and all the NFL game day guys that are like. Oh, the Bears are brutal. You know, Fields can't figure it out. They didn't put him in a good position. Field goes on balls because we play his kind of style offense. And then what does everyone say that coming week on Monday and Tuesday? Everyone's like, Fields is his guy in this draft class. Fields is the quarterback of the future. He's the best guy in this draft. And it's like, you know what? No, stay, stay on the hater bus. Stay we don't over want there. You. We yeah. don't want you. We don't, <laughs> the train has left the station, buddy. Yeah. You, you're, you're collecting dust at this point. I finally like let myself sit down and breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth. And I was like, I, I don't care. They don't have Justin Fields and we do. I'm not going to yell at them. And even all, all of the Chicago media too, that flips the script every week too. I'm not getting mad at them anymore. I know the people in this room have our guys back and that's all that matters to me. You fuck know, ESPN. I would get a tattoo of him. I, what does fucking Booger McFarlane know about anything ever? Donuts. donuts. I also, yes. I got a story that is a feel good for all of us. So it's like one of my buddy's birthdays today. And he's Happy a giant birthday, Jets fan. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. He texted me at 6.55 this morning. Hey, would you still trade Justin Fields for Zach Wilson? I thought you were going to bring up the Lawrence Taylor story, but continue. <laughs> no, but I found out Lawrence Taylor is a pedophile today. Um, <laughs> Feel good story. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? Because like we're in like this a... Could, this could blow up the podcast, this Lawrence Taylor conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he diddles kids. Okay. Uh, Jesus Christ, hey, Fred. Sometimes, Brett, you said you had bad. a feel-good story that was quick, and now we're back on Lawrence Taylor being a pedophile. <laughs> well, the Get story's the already done. <laughs> I got well, asked by a Jets story. fan... If they could have Justin Fields. That is a feel-good story. Okay, that that's makes, that's that all makes, I was saying. That makes, that makes you feel good. Well, I mean, you got to put a period in, in yeah. without writing it. It's more story. of a feel-good statement. So there was this time where someone asked me if Justin Fields would be their quarterback. And I said it was this morning. No, but that's not the end of a story right there. That's not the end of it. You said, I feel good after hearing it. Yeah. I feel great. 
But can you imagine getting a letter saying that a pedophile moved into your neighborhood? Oh and Mitch, Lawrence Taylor opened, like you open the door and it's Mitch, Lawrence it's, Taylor. Mitch, it's been a pleasure. Get the fuck out of here before you have to stay longer. Lawrence Taylor this does is, not listen to this podcast. This is why I'm not allowed on the podcast more than once a month. Because of the moment that just happened right now about Lawrence Taylor. Hey, but fun fact. I bet you didn't know it. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Feel good but story and a fun fact I'll, for you today. I'll, Peace, bitch. I'll see you boys on. The, I'll see you boys on the twenty second. I'm coming over for the for the for the taping. All right, yes. let's go. There Fuck you. yeah. All right, Mitch. Thanks, Mitch. All right, see you boys. Peace. Go Bears. Go go Tar Heels. Yes, go Tar Heels. <laughs> you guys are acting like this isn't groundbreaking news. I don't think it's true. It is true. Look up Lawrence Taylor pedophile. Oh, my God. All right. Here's the thing. We're going to drop it right after this. This isn't really news. This has been talked about, and he's not a good person. But, yes, it's unfortunate, especially for the kids. (laughs) But still, I couldn't imagine opening my front door and be like, who's the pedophile in April? Oh, my God, it's Lawrence Taylor. Yes, that would be tragic. All I'm right, sure it was, fellas. I gotta go try and play softball. I say we uh, just make individual videos or hop on a Zoom call Sunday Perfect. morning, Saturday night, and just give out our picks. Phenomenal. Well, Alrighty. everybody episode. follow along with Eli and Mitch to see if they know what they're talking about or if they're just a bunch of couple of frauds. Let's go, Bulls, and let's go, Bears. Alright, y'all. It's Turn it up. You don't need to binge drink. You can have some water. (laughs) This has been season eight, episode 10 of the Washed Up Podcast. Feels so good. Music by Pat Mallers and Charlie Foreman. Peace, love, and happiness. Hear from us next time. Shot City, come on and ride with me. Get high and catch a vibe with me. This music that make you feel good. Do it for the real ones. Do it while I still can. This is for the real fans. Singing along with the set of light shows. I know, I ain't so fly, don't you? Think so too. Shorty trying to come through to kick it like kung fu. On the block cruise with the sunroof open. I'm the one who everybody love. Everybody wanna be like me. I cha cha real smooth. Do 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 do. I break rules and race roofs. Sit great goose with great juice. I make moves and I'm making music. Ain't, ain't loose, homie. Fall back like I don't. Okay, I gotta go right. How la do I feel fucking awesome. To the wrong tie, can't sink if it's all dry. Land, one day you gotta learn to fly, curve the plot, cook it up, serve it hot. Shorty thick like a car bomb, oh lord, won't quit till it's all mine on God. I've been steady trying to get.